This is the Maharani Moment podcast, brought to you by Rebel City Distillery and Good Day Cork. We have all been at that juncture in time where life has offered us choices, and no matter what we picked, there was no guarantee of how things are going to turn out. Yet there is this instinct. that helps us make a life-changing choice. We might not even know it at that moment. It's only on reflection we realize, aha, that was a Maharani moment, that moment of liberation. We have gathered stories to offer you comfort, to help you realize that self-liberation is well within our reach. We don't have to go very far to get these stories. The Maharani Moment podcast is created right here in Cork, featuring people of Cork. So, brace yourself. Put your headset on because the next 30 minutes is definitely going to be empowering. This is the Maharani Moment podcast. In episode one, our host Pagya Barrett, co-founder of Rebel City Distillery, chats with Tayane Cajos, co-founder of Cork Rooftop Farm, and Dr. Elisa Di Carlo, an environmental scientist. We hope that this conversation inspires you to live your best life. Hi Tai, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's lovely uh, to have you here, and it would be uh, it, it's a great opportunity to hear your story as well. How was your day? Oh, it was beautiful, and thank you, Bagya, for the opportunity to share my story with you and um, and with the world. So my day was beautiful. Even was raining all day, so I, I really, really enjoy gardening, gardening and farming. So I was doing, I was sowing and planting this kind of stuff. So it was nice. So while gardening, do you listen to uh, any songs? Yes, I love piano. I love classical music. So every day when I go there, I do my meditations and yes, piano, piano, and piano. <laughs> Sometimes I sing for the plants as well. <laughs> <laughs> do, do your plants listen to music like you do? Yeah, I think they love this. <laughs> I can see the brightness coming up. <laughs> Um, so, Thai, when you moved from Brazil to Ireland three years ago, was there any moment where you got stuck, and how did you overcome that? Uh, I think my real unstuck moment was when I I was here. <clears throat> so, I, as I said to you, I was living in Dublin before, and I lived there two years. And the point was, 
uh, in there we have a really, really huge community, Brazilian community. And then I was living with Brazilians. Uh, I love my country, you know, I love my people. But my goal wasn't this, like, I, I, tra I, I like 10,000 miles to come to Ireland and I found myself stuck on stock, yeah, between the Brazilians again. And I could mm -hmm. not improve my English. I was talking Portuguese all the time and bad, bad jobs, you know, so cleaning and uh, babysitting. And I saw myself like, okay, so it's not what I want to do. You know, it's, it's not uh, for, it wasn't for this, uh, the, the why, you know, I come, I came from Brazil. Mm -hmm. And okay, that's the time. Let's move again. <laughs> Let's move again. <laughs> this was how I found Cork, and mm -hmm. and I fell in love. Um, I came here three times before I moved to Cork. Moving to Cork. So that's why that was very important to me you know that intuition listening the voice of inside me like okay you need to do more you can do more you know you can go far to come out of that comfort zone right yeah come yeah. out of the comfort come zone out. and push out exactly. of the comfort zone yeah exactly you can come and out hat, of and hats off to you zone. yeah and hats off to you, Thai, uh, because moving from one country, from Brazil to Ireland, learning a new language and pushing out of the comfort zone and now going ahead and starting off a business, hats off to you. I, I think it needs a lot of courage, a lot of passion. Kudos to you for that courage to stand up for that and uh, achieve more than what you, you already had. I, I think Corona is, in one way, it's good for all of us because it, think, it makes us think outside the box and kind of find up innovative ways of doing business isn't it the, uh, the kind of growth box you're doing and all those i think it's brilliant uh, people are all the businesses are trying to do business in different way yeah. which we may not even have thought if corona was not there yeah, so i think the right. challenge makes humans think more isn't it yeah so I, that's, I, I that's totally brilliant. agree i totally agree if the the, the coronavirus didn't come up i don't know if mm. i was doing mm. gardening you know, I don't know if mm, we... See, it pushed you and now it's... <laughs> yeah. Now you're running a cock have... rooftop farm, so it pushed you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, uh, a lot. Maharani, right? So Maharani is means queen. Uh, so is there a moment uh, in your life where you felt like a queen and where you felt totally liberated? Was there any moment where you felt um, like a queen? And could you please share that with us? Yes, yes, I have uh, a really, really big moment in my life that uh, made me literally jump, you know, in from from the abyss. Like um, my Mara, Ma, Maharani, yes, Maharani yes. moment was. A, a really big decision that I did 17 years ago when I decided to run away from home 
uh, I was living with my father and uh, his brother. Um, he tried to abuse me and my father was out of the reality. You know, he was alive, but uh, with the traumas, you know, uh, had consumed his soul and brain and everything. Um, my mom, uh, unfortunately, she suicide and my grandmother passed away one year after my mom. And um, in sequence was, in this case, my uh, the fav favorite sister of my father, my aunt, um, was very, in a very short of period, peri period of time and that was a completely disaster destroyed her family you know um i think that three women was holding the entire fa family mm. because after that we just you know separate was like a tsunami in our family and yeah I guess that's why my father, you know, could not see, you know, and care about me and my brother. I have one brother. The government was giving my father money to help us, me and my brother, but he wasn't, you know, doing anything with the money and we had our house as well. So that money should be enough for our education, for food, but he was sick as well. You know, I, I forgive my father because now I, I, I can understand, you know, I can see everything clearly, but I could not stay. So I run uh, from my home. Uh, that day I was praying and crying in front of uh, Christ. I had one, how can I say this, monument or mm -hmm. statue, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had this image in my room and then I was crying, 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 asking for help and asking for my mom and trying to understand why that, you know, was happening with me, you know, what I did. And God gave me this answer go to uh, run away you know go to your aunt my aunt she's very lovely this aunt is sister of my mom and and i lived with her three years of my life that was the second time i found love in my life that moment to me was very important because i was needing, you know, a hug and care, you know, and simple things like a hug, talking. So that was uh, a big decision, but was one of those, the best of my life because I could back to study. I had my room, I had my, my own privacy. You know, so this answer to me is very, 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 very important. You know, I always, I, I always, um, how can I say this? I, uh, I am always very grateful to her because 
I lived in refugee for three years and was from my 15 to my 18. So I get the support, you know, to be a grown woman, you know, to understand and be independent. Yes, independent. And to be aware what was coming next. Like, okay, she said, is this, life is this, this and that, you know, you know, and, until you're 15. And right now, you know, more this. She gave me the love and knowledge, you know. So be careful with this, with that. Things that I was missing from my mom um, and my dad. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, Thai, losing a dear one, uh, a family one is very hard thing, right? And I, I'm, I'm happy that you shared it because it's a very personal thing and it's, it's such a very emotional thing as well. I'm glad you shared that with us because you have channelized that yeah, particular yeah. moment and you have pivoted in your life in a different direction. and. Uh, uh, go to the next level and thanks Tai for sharing that particular uh, 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 moment with us. Yeah, well, welcome. I, I, I wish I could give very... a hug. Hugs for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling a hug. Don't worry. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. Tai, uh, remember last time when we were speaking, you were telling a Portuguese word. Remember Babodosa for a strong woman? I forgot. Yes, what was that word? Babado. Uh, Babadera. Você, you are babadera. babadera. <laughs> <laughs> you are a babadera, yes. Thai. <laughs> thanks, Thai. Uh, thanks, Thai, for taking your time. You're welcome. You are us. welcome. You are very welcome to thanks. come to Cork of Top Farm when, you know, everything is open. Please, I want to do like yes. a meeting, girls, here every week yes. so we can sit down and talk about business. You know, I think is important as well human pushing human you know let's go let's do this we can do this you know we are able more than able you know to do anything that i, I want or we want you know so yeah yes definitely definitely we're <laughs> gonna do it so and we should catch up for some drinks as well Please. a message from rebel city distillery Vanamulika is an all-women collective who practice organic farming method and are based in the state of Kerala in India. Rebel City Distillery sources incredible organics from this farm, which spice the Maharani gin. Please drink responsibly. Uh, thank you, Elisa, for being on our show. And I'm so happy and super excited to welcome my friend, Dr. Elisa De Carlo for today's Maharani Moment podcast. Uh, so Elisa, you're a scientist, uh, you're an environment scientist, right? And you are a woman in STEM. Indeed. So how is your journey uh, in the science, science field? Uh, do you see any kind of challenges as a woman in STEM? How was your journey? Because you moved from Italy, from a very big city, Rome to Limerick, and then you started off doing your doctorate, you completed it, and now you're working as a postdoc. How was that journey for you? Uh, well, you're right. Uh, I come from Italy, where I started my studies in uh, biology. 
and then uh, I continue with that with through trainship and grants and I also went to Switzerland so I try to expand my um, my expertise and get experiences um, abroad as well and finally I came to Ireland for a PhD and now I'm continuing continuing with a postdoc um, I would say it has been a tough journey uh, but I wouldn't say that being a woman uh, have limited me um, until now I would say um, mm -hmm. to be honest I've I've never experienced any issue, any pressure, never felt less there than any man peer, um, never sensed unbalanced treatment or minor compensation in comparison to a man colleague. So till now, my experience as a woman in science has been 100% positive. And, uh, but I suppose this is because my field is biology mm -hmm. and uh, it wouldn't be the same if I was in uh, other scientific disciplines such as math, physics, engineering mm -hmm. that are very much dominated by men. So in my own experience, I never felt an outlier and minority or always felt surrounded by um, lovely people. So uh, I should say that has been positive so far. So what was your uh, research in? So my background is biology and I've been monitoring uh, mm. waters, um, levels of pesticides and water, uh, levels of mercury, how does it affect um, the living organisms. Um, but then when I moved to Ireland that I've started a PhD, uh, so I doctorate, um, I moved to soil instead. And I was looking at the heavy metals uh, present in soils due to the mining activities, in particular the extraction of aluminum from, um, from soil. And this has, unfortunately, um, might have um, an impact on the organisms living in the soil and the plants growing on that soil. So my focus was trying to look at the effect of those heavy metals to those organisms. Are they growing as well as usual or is there an impact? And are there maybe risks for the food chain due to the accumulation of heavy metals. That's that's what I've been looking at in the last four years. So was it a love for nature which, uh, which kind of pushed you into this research field? Uh, is that or is that a kind of global climate change we're seeing? Is that the kind of inspiration you had to choose this research area? Uh, yes, that, that's for sure, because uh, I remember I was particularly sensitive to those topics when mm -hmm. I was younger, uh, uh, high school. Um, um, yeah, I was particularly caring for the sort of the planet, and that's for sure has pushed me towards 
biology and then uh, towards a more environmental uh, focused specialization. Um, yes. Brilliant. Uh, there is a saying, right? Whatever we kind of really feel in childhood, that has a kind of yeah. stronger impact when you grow up. So it's good to see that whatever you had values in a childhood that pushed you into mm. doing something into that research area. That's brilliant, Elisa. So yeah. some kind of, <laughs> so Elisa, apart from your busy uh, schedule as a postdoc and as a scientist, what exactly extracurricular activities you have? Uh, uh, yes, the, I would say music uh, most of the time is the background of uh, soundtrack of my days. Um, I really listen to music uh, to relax uh, or to cook or to focus when I'm working, or uh, to have a boost of energy if I'm going running. So it's really a huge part of my days. And um, I listen to quite a wide range of music from rock to ballads, from soul to folk, uh, classical music as well. I've started to pick up an instrument and uh, that was drums and this is also comes from uh, an old passion from my childhood i have to say uh, that i always had in mind to play drums never did i don't know why uh, finally i got inspiration and i started taking classes uh, uh, four years ago now and now and um, i also formed a band so even though we're not professional at all, we just do that for fun and uh, for ourselves, for our enjoyment. This mm. is giving me uh, a lot of motivation. Cool. A scientist who can play drums. I think that's brilliant and that's super cool. So when is your next gig? You should invite yeah, us. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So Elisa, when you moved from Italy, was there any kind of challenges? Is there any point where you really felt stuck? And what was your inspiration to push forward and keep going and achieve what you wanted? Yeah, I had uh, many problems at the beginning for the first months when I moved to Ireland from Italy. Because back then I had my life in Italy, my family close my friends, uh, even a boyfriend. So I, I really had my comfort zone well uh, settled. And um, when I got this opportunity to start a research in Ireland, uh, in my field, in a, in a topic that I really was interested in, I couldn't say no. Uh, it was such a big offer. I could not refuse, but that's true that it's been very hard for me to leave all that and to start all over from zero. And at the beginning, the first months, strong feeling of not belonging, not being part of this culture. I wasn't feeling like it was my culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, plus I could not even understand the Irish accent at all. So a lot of struggles. Um, but I made it somehow. I don't know how I made it and probably my source of inspiration have been uh, my grandparents. I was thinking about them the other day because, you know, we are facing a, a tough time now, but um, my grandparents, my, our, the previous generations have lived 
under the bombs of the Second World World, when they were teenagers or very young, uh, they were experiencing very tough time. And even before that, even before the war, I remember my grandparents telling me that they were um, cultivating the land of someone else and they just got a small amount of the harvest. So they were really struggling with putting food on the table. And I always remember my grandparents smiling, positive, strong, stable. So uh, I suppose I I feel I I owe I owe owe them something. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't mm, give justice to them if I uh, give up uh, the first uh, difficulty at uh, the first barrier. So they represent a very powerful um, inspiration mm. for me. And look where you are now. So hats off to you, Lisa. Glad. Yes. Maharani means queen. So is there a moment where you felt really liberated, really powerful, really strong? Uh, yes. The, there have been many over the years, little ones, mm. but I would say the biggest one has been uh, the day in which I defended my thesis. It was around this time last year. And uh, that day, uh, it meant so much to me because it was the end of this journey. Um, mm. It was not, it was not only a professional um, achievement, uh, an academic recognition, but it has been like the finish line of this long journey that I started, as, a, as you mentioned, when I moved from Italy and I passed uh, I have to face all these struggles and then uh, somehow, I, I don't know how, thanks to the people for sure I met during the journey, I made it and uh, finally I came to the day in which I even defended my thesis. So that was, uh, that has been four years of hard work. I can remember lots of weekends spent in the labs or nights spent working on graphs and even on uh, days off my mind was always there uh, in my research so i put a lot a lot of, of effort and finally the day i defended the thesis i felt so proud of myself because i knew the amount of work behind that and i knew how much struggle uh, meant for me uh, being in another country and starting all over from zero. So it was uh, a victory. Like I felt like I climbed on the top of a mountain uh, and uh, I was feeling uh, really powerful and in control uh, and self-confident. That has been my biggest Marani, Marani moment. Yeah moment and Elisa uh, 
uh, we friends were there for your defense. So I remember watching you uh, when you were defending it. Oh my God, you really owned that place. Like you slayed it. You know, you were totally <laughs> confident. You. And we friends were like, oh, in tears, so happy and so proud <laughs> of you. I'm so happy <laughs> you could see that as well. Yeah. Uh, so Elisa, what do you see? Uh, what do you say uh, in Italian for a Maharani? How do you say? What's the word for um, a Maharani? I don't know. I never, um, never thought about that. Yeah, a, yeah. So for sure, um, un momento da regina, um, a da queen regina. moment, da regina. Ah, yeah, uh-huh. da regina. Thanks, Elisa. Thanks, Elisa, for spending uh, t- t- your time with us, your valuable time with us, and well, sharing your journey and your mm-hmm. Maharani moment with us. Thank you. Well, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Thank you.